Hey there, everyone. Before we start the show, we here at Popcorn for Dinner want to give a big shout out to our good friend and illustrator, Kyle Kedzik, for helping us celebrate making it to 40 episodes with some uh, brand new custom artwork, which is now up on all of our social media accounts. We love it. We hope you love it. And if you're looking for some new custom artwork for your business or project, you can look him up on Facebook at Kyle Kedzik or even drop him a line at kylekedzik at gmail.com. That's K-Y-L-E-K-E-D-Z-U-C-H at gmail.com. everybody welcome back to popcorn for dinner this is jeff and kelly rom-com month week two uh <laughs> the <laughs> making it sound like it's some sort of like heavyweight event like week two <laughs> fists pounding against each other you know um but no it's just week two but this week uh was super fun because like we sort of said about sweet home alabama last week that one was a very grounded in reality sort of rom-com it was you know mm -hmm. silly but not a cartoon yeah it was a real world essentially that they lived in with real things that happened you know yeah. nothing nothing got too zany or out of control mm -hmm. everything that happened in that movie you can see happening in real life pretty much yeah so with this week unintentionally <laughs> because this movie came out of absolutely nowhere yeah um <laughs> which we'll, we'll get into but we we accidentally went the like complete 180 mm -hmm. in terms of kinds of rom-coms. And this movie that we did this week is the kind of rom-com like <laughs> that super fucking silly like subgenre of like fantasy rom-com stuff. Like and mm -hmm. this one even tries to make it like pseudo-scientific, like yeah. almost <laughs> science fiction more so than fantasy. Yeah, trying. Um, yeah, but it still winds up just being that weird thing, much like um, that fucking oh, Mel Gibson movie, What Women Want, mm -hmm. that sort of vein where it's like yeah. some crazy weird supernatural thing yeah. gives you the upper hand with the ladies yeah. or the guys or whatever it is, the whatever the movie is based sex. on. Exactly. Yeah. So this is one of those fucking movies uh, that uh, blindsided us. It was literally like we were deciding what movie we were going to do. Mm -hmm. And I think you were looking at like Netflix romance movies and I was looking at Hulu romance movies just yeah, to yeah. see what was on. Like we had a movie we could have done, but mm -hmm. let's see what's out there. And we kind of wanted to switch it up in terms of like uh, era. Yeah. Because Sweet Home Alabama being around 2002, a couple of the other ones we were looking at were like right in that mm -hmm. like same era. 99. Yeah. So it was oh, like. four, oh three, <laughs> Like. Mm. Too close. Yeah. A little too close. We wanted to spread it out a little bit. So this one, when we looked at it and it was like, oh my God, 1992. So it's like perfect. Decade before. Mm -hmm. It's a totally different vibe. Yeah. In everything. Yeah. But. Also, the complete opposite in terms of like tone and the like subgenre <laughs> of rom com it was. Mm -hmm. so I was very excited to do it. Just reading the description of it was enough for me yes. to be like, oh my God, this seems insane. Yeah. And finding out who was in it, a couple <laughs> of a popcorn for dinner alumni yes. that have been in a few <laughs> movies of ours. Um, but to not beat around the bush too much. The movie that we watched this week is the 1992 American romantic comedy film Love Potion Number no. 9, based <laughs> on the song. Yeah. Like, first movie I think we've done based on a song. <laughs> I know that there are others. Like, this is okay. not a... Okay. Like, we could have done... We probably could have done an entire month of movies that are just, like, based on songs. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I don't necessarily think that's a great idea. Like, that's not yeah. a thing that I would think of. Like, oh, yeah, this little quick little like three minute long song that gives us enough to build an entire <laughs> movie out of, you know, like, I mean, I can understand someone just being inspired by it, which is the case of this. Like, it's not like we took the storyline mm -hmm. of the song and made it a movie. Like, clearly, it's just an inspiration for it. But it is just also just so weird. Like, yeah. the song did it. Okay. 
okay like just, like I, I guess what's weird to me is like if they're using the name to essentially promote the movie you know what mm-hmm. i mean like because if you think about it, like if you hear a song and something in that song sparks an idea about like yeah like a, a love potion like there's no copyright on a love potion you could use the phrase love potion yeah. but specifically calling it love potion number nine makes it based on the song Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and that's just so weird it's like you could have just made this movie about love potions not numbered them yeah and nobody and it's like but you don't you don't have to credit a song for that but it's like they wanted the song Mm -hmm. to make people watch the movie which is just nothing else exactly because it's literally (laughs) it's like the only real draw about this other than the fact that Sandra Bullock is in it yes. before she was really Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. When I was, sorry, just real quick aside, when I was looking up like posters and images for this movie, mm-hmm. there are so many like post speed revision artworks <laughs> for it that prominently display her now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, this movie is with Sandra Bullock. And it's like, she's not even really the main character if we're getting nitpicky. Yeah. That's Tate Donovan, fucking yeah. Kevin from Space Camp. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I, I'm very excited to talk about him in this movie because it was a, uh, I, I will call it a delightful surprise. <laughs> you know, um, just the fact that he was able to play such a schlub believably like watching him as kevin in space camp it was like (laughs) yeah that's right this guy has that like cocky asshole kind of vibe to him Mm -hmm. where it's like you're almost predisposed to think he's a dick it almost feels (laughs) like but then coming into this movie and just looking at it like literally just like wardrobe and hairstyling and and just like actual like legit good acting from him in terms Mm -hmm. of like body language and facial expressions and stuff where it was like this dude is awesome like I legitimately (laughs) am like this dude's good I'm a Tate Donovan fan yeah because he's like I I loved it a lot like he just the little the little things he did throughout the movie that I couldn't even like write down because it was just like oh oh it just happened as the scene was going on like that little that his like tiny little adjustment of Mm -hmm. the magazine on his Mm -hmm. table of like oh it's just the tiniest bit out of place i need to get it just right and the fact Mm -hmm. that he's doing that while there's a hooker in his bathroom is so (laughs) funny like the 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 situations that the movie comes up with uh from time to time are very entertaining yes it's just that the the like basic thing of the movie is lunacy (laughs) in like in like we said like they try to pseudoscience it yeah on top of it just being like mystical it's like oh he gets a love potion Mm -hmm. from a gypsy lady yeah like of course okay it's magic yeah it's magic cool you know what i mean you just kind of roll with it but the fact that it's like well he's a scientist so they're gonna try to explain it like how it works like it's a thing and it's like, oh, that's just silly. Um, but I mean, that's essentially the basis of the movie. Uh, I could read the like actual plot description that they give it on IMDb is that two scientists who are hopeless with the opposite sex experiment with a substance that makes them irresistible to anyone who hears them speak. Yes. And uh, clearly, essentially, yes. Yeah. Not <laughs> anyone that hears them speak, any one of the opposite sex that hears them speak. That's true. And that is probably one of the biggest things with this movie that like confounded me. Mm-hmm. I had a note way late in the movie where I was just <laughs> like, I am so lost on potion effects and how long they last and what one potion does to the other potion. Like by the end of it, I was just like, I don't even understand <laughs> what exactly is going on here or what needs to happen or what has already happened or you know what I mean because it's like oh he's supposed to kiss her but then the other guy kisses her so but then he kisses her again later so that counts like they don't have to do it again with the cup what like the rules <laughs> I don't get them anymore <laughs> like the the basic rule of it is um act and I'm actually going to read it right off of wikipedia cuz somebody very uh very like generously like obviously that you know most movies will have like the plot written out mm-hmm. but they have a little note in here that basically explains the pseudoscientific reasoning for how <laughs> how the potion works okay so i just want to like read that okay so that we everybody anybody listening anybody involved you know knows the level of like lunacy that we're working with here <laughs> in terms of what this movie tries to tell you so the love potion works as explained 
When swallowed, it affects the vocal cords directly so that when you speak, micro tremors encoded within your voice stimulate tiny hairs in the inner ear of the opposite sex somehow yeah doesn't explain that like how it how it discriminately affects different uh genders or whatever but that's where magic potion comes in yeah i mean uh, then then the hair vibrates sending a signal along a nerve to the brain which in turn produces a combination of mood altering chemicals responsible for the biochemical process of falling in love it makes members of the same sex hostile and it only works for four hours at a time so that is what you're dealing with in this movie. Yeah. He goes to the gypsy lady who is, oh my God, how did I forget already? Anne Bancroft, who is probably most famous as being uh, Mrs. Robinson in The Graduate. So Okay. Uh, but he goes to her with his buddies. Yeah. Um, but it, it sort of didn't seem like it. Like they all walked up to the house mm-hmm. and then it cut to him sitting down with her. Yeah. And they were nowhere. <laughs> And it's well, like, is there a lobby? You only go in one at a time? Typically, yes. Oh, I thought it was like a group, like, oh, everyone sits around I mean, and does the thing. You can if you do like a group reading, but if you're doing like an individual like palm reading or tarot cards or what have you, uh, then typically you only go in one at a time so that it's private. It can get personal. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, it does for him, obviously. Yeah. Because immediately she's just like... No so women. yeah, so you're terrible with women, and he's like, "What? No, I, what? No." And she's like, "No, yeah, you are." Basically, diagnoses him as hopeless. Yep. And gives him a little smattering of love potion number eight. Yes. Which is the potion used in most of the movie, mm-hmm. not love potion number nine. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, I mean, I guess if they want to have two potions. And one of them is like the like full on true love potion. Mm-hmm. Then I guess that makes sense that that's the one that's love potion number nine. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just confusing that they're using love potion number eight <laughs> for most of <laughs> love potion number nine. Yeah. But he gets that and kind of just dismisses it. He mm-hmm. just like puts it in his pocket. I thought that was so strange how she yeah. gave it to him. Just like spit out this gob onto like wax paper and then just rolled it up and handed it to him yeah but he gets that and then goes with his buddies to the bar where uh his one buddy uh eventually gets to the point of paying him a hundred dollars to go talk to some random lady at the bar just talk to her just go and talk to this random lady at the bar you have to know coming into it how different it's going to look like again this movie now is almost 30 years old compared yeah. to the 20 years for <laughs> Sweet Home Alabama. Like, this is a pretty distant time period mm-hmm. for, like, the dating scene and uh, just just relationships in general, like a weird way that they're portrayed. Yeah. Where, like, in this movie, you're kind of supposed to think that Tate Donovan's character, Paul, is, like, being a pussy, at the beginning of the movie when he's at the bar and his friends are like, hey, look, there's a lady over there. You should go talk to her. Yeah. And he's like, no, I don't know. I, I don't. What if she doesn't want to talk to me or something like that. He, mm-hmm. he does give a little bit of rationale about like about her having her own agency in this scenario. You know yeah. what I mean? Or just being like, no, like she's what I, I'm not. I don't know her, you know, mm-hmm. like whatever. And his buddy is just egging him on about it. Yeah. Like, but that's just what you do. You just go and you talk to people who don't want to talk to you until one of them wants to talk to you. And that's supposed to seem like sage advice. Yeah. (laughs) And then he goes over there and the scene that ensues when he goes and talks to the lady, because he's finally like, fine, I'll take your hundred dollars and I'll go and talk to this woman. And he sits down to talk to her. And it's it's such a like, did you get that same weird feeling of like this scene isn't playing how this movie thinks it's playing anymore yeah you know where it's like the movie wants you to think that she's being a bitch you know what i mean yeah where it's like oh my god like she just digs into him and like belittles him and all of this stuff i mean she did she she does go pretty far yeah she (laughs) she could have she could have restrained herself a little bit definitely but it is just the case of like, yeah, like you don't know her. It's just a strange woman at the bar. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah, it's like a social setting. But still, nobody owes you any sort of like, uh, you know, attention. If you yeah. go up and say hi to them, they they don't have to do anything about that. Yeah. They could just be like, I don't want to talk to you. And so the way that the movie is like, oh, she's telling him off and she's real picky and she's being a jerk. I was like, she kind of has a point. 
Mm-hmm. She goes pretty far. Yeah. About like, what kind of car do you drive? You don't even own a Mercedes. You suck balls. Yeah. Like she's, she winds up going really far with it. But when she started talking, I was like, she really, she has a point <laughs> about like random dudes just being like, hey, yeah. like, I think specifically her line about like, did we share a glance? Like, did I look over at you at any point? Has I, have I given any vibes at all? Have we flirted at all tonight, you know, to invite you over to talk to me? And I was like, yeah, she really has a point. Like there, yeah. there's been zero contact. It's literally a case of a guy just being like hot. Yep. And walking up and being like, hey, <laughs> like, th- there's nothing there. You know what I mean? So it's like I, she totally had a point. And then she does go pretty far yeah. <laughs> and tear him to shreds. Yeah. And he goes home very sad. The, yeah. her. I, <laughs> I am in complete agreement. The The first little chunk of her argument, mm-hmm. perfectly justified. Yeah. And then she just keeps going. <laughs> True. So, yeah, he goes home super sad. And at the same time. Uh, sort of like, I mean, I forget. Oh, right. They do like a cross cut. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, cause in my notes, the next thing involves Sandra Bullock. And I was like, wait a minute, how do they introduce her? And it's like, right. He's sitting at the table with his friends yeah. talking and he mentions like, oh yeah, I went on a little date with someone recently. Right. And I'm like, one it was his, weird. One of his friends asked mm-hmm. like about that date. And he said that it was just someone from work. They were just having lunch. Right. So then it cross cuts to Sandra Bullock. They have put in so much effort to make her look like unattractive mm-hmm. that it was almost like, ew, but not about like her looks, but Just about the way that, yeah, like the yeah. fact that they did that yeah. <laughs> specifically, like it was, it was super weird. And also maybe a little bit of a a, a victim of the, like, big, huge time gap. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, there's really nothing wrong with her. No. You know what I mean? It's like she has bushier eyebrows and she has a bit of, like, buck teeth. Yeah. And her hair is all frizzy. Yeah, and her hair is kind of frizzy and stuff. And it's just like, it's such a, exactly, like, uh, yeah, okay, she doesn't look like uh, Sandra Bullock anymore. Yeah. They've certainly done away with that. Uh, I mean, obviously you can tell it's her, but yeah. it's like, they've clearly like, Oh, let's take the things that make her look really great and make it look terrible. Yeah. But it's just the fact that it's like, I guess it's the fact that there's no counterpart on his part. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, he's yeah. just like, he's a schlub because of his personality, mm-hmm. but she has to be ugly. Quote unquote. Yeah. And get fixed. You know what I mean? And the yeah. fact that that's when he realizes he loves her, essentially. I don't know if that's how they meant it to be. That's probably when he like started admitting it to others because she didn't have a boyfriend anymore. I mean, but I mean, I guess so. Kind of. I don't know. Just because I, I know I know when their scenes intercut once she's pretty, like once she's just Sandra Bullock again. <laughs> And it's right after he bangs that entire sorority house. Yeah. And it's like, there's a bunch of questions there. <laughs> like, I don't know how old he is. They don't really reference how old he's supposed to be. Yeah. So that was insanely weird. Yeah. Like, he's a scientist. Yeah. So he went to college and graduated and works at a job that can support fancy equipment, like, you know, electronics Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So it's like, so how old is this guy? Like mid thirties and he's going and banging an entire sorority house using this horrible potion. Like, Oh my God, there's a few things. I mean, really the whole concept of love potions is icky. There's really (laughs) no way around that. Yeah. There's no way to not, Look at it like you're taking away that person's free will. Yeah. Like there's no other thing there, you know, like <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that's that's the play. It's like, oh, I wouldn't be able to be with this person unless I had this magical leg up. Yeah. And that's why I, I like Aladdin is the genie specifically says. Oh, yeah. I like, can't make, make can't make people love you. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. Like just taking it off the magical table. Yeah. Is the best way to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> like he's a genie. He can do everything else except mm-hmm. for raise people from the dead and make them fall in love with you. Yeah. Which I mean, 
Fair boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. I applaud the genie for his uh, ethics and morals. The gypsy, um, on the other hand. Yeah, she's a she's a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the whole the whole thing in terms of this movie's love potion is like trying to make it scientific mm-hmm. suddenly makes love science you know what i mean yeah and that is you know it's like that's why it like kind of maybe if you don't think about the horrible repercussions <laughs> sort of work in a fairy tale setting yeah where it's just like oh it's magic and it happens and they're in love and it's real because it's magic what the fuck yeah. but in this case it's like no i'm altering your brain mm-hmm. and that's apparently what love is so in the end what the fuck is you know what, what, you can just hijack it with chemicals and stuff yeah so whatever like it makes it really weird <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and also just like unintentionally completely disregarding gay people in this potion mm-hmm. where it's just like the potion will make you irresistible to the opposite sex yep but you will be met with horrible aggression from the same sex mm-hmm. so if someone is gay and uses that potion every guy that they guy or girl that they try to talk to will fucking despise them. Yep. Where it's like, okay, so it's straight love potion number nine. <laughs> like, do you have... Number eight. A, number, yeah. number nine might work for, yeah, yeah. for the gays. Number nine never specifies gender. That is yeah. true. But... Number eight is homophobic as shit. Yeah, really bad. Um, And, and it, it's, it, it's not even a case where it, like, comes up anywhere or anything. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> the movie just completely disregards it. And that's kind of why I say it's even more insidious. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's not even a case of like, yeah, fucking fuck gay people. It's literally a case of like, oh, yeah, they exist. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. that's so much more like casually cruel. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like, we didn't even really think about that. It's like, well, I mean, it's not going to affect any of our characters because why would we write gay characters? You know, yeah. like, it's just, <laughs> ugh, it's all bad. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but like the potion itself comes into play. Like it, it, he's a scientist. Sandra Bullock's a scientist. And his cat gets into the love potion. Yeah. Like it's set up that his because cat drags the garbage out of the of the pantry every yeah. night or something like that. And he throws the love potion away. Very carelessly. Like he's a scientist. This is an unknown chemical. Like not he just has a cat. Yeah. And not just <laughs> a scientist, like yeah, a, not like a biochemist. Yeah, exactly. Like this is your deal. Goop is your deal. Weird yeah. goop. That's your game. Yeah. Don't just carelessly throw it away, like, completely open. Yeah. When there is a cat that you know gets into that garbage can. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, I would have full, like, and that's the funniest thing, too, is, like, they felt the need to set up that the cat pulls the garbage out mm-hmm. as though people wouldn't believe that a cat would do that. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, it, it, it's too much to expect the audience to, to understand that this cat would do this. Like, mm-hmm. cats do that. It's, yeah. it's a cat. You could literally make it do a lot weirder things, and people would be like, yeah, it's a cat. Yeah. It's just what they do. What? That's <laughs> What's the deal? My cat did that earlier. Yeah, exactly. So it was kind of silly that they set it up that way, but so it does make him seem extra careless. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, this is your cat. Yeah. <laughs> do you even care? But the cat gets into it and jumps up into the windowsill, or does it jump up in the window? Or does it just start meowing in general? No, it, it jumped up by the window. By yeah, the open and like window. and like stuck its head out and like started like meowing out the window. And then the next thing you know, I I wrote down. I was like, oh, his cat is gonna fuck all the neighborhood cats. And then <laughs> it it's revealed that it's like no, actually, he uh, <laughs> he's like trapped by them because there are so many yeah. lady cats that just came from all over the neighborhood <laughs> after hearing him meow that are now in his apartment pouring in through the window. Like, yeah. I loved that shot of him just <laughs> sitting there as like more and more cats just like <laughs> cascade over him. And he just doesn't even he's just like, what is this? Yeah. Barely even notices that the cats are there, like or at least on him. Like, he's just like, yeah. Um, and he like, he deduces cause he sees that like the thing is sitting there and like some milk spilled on it mm-hmm. and the gypsy lady was like, Oh, you gotta like diffuse it with thousand to one dilute, dilute it. Yeah. <laughs> dilute it a thousand to one with water. Cause it's so strong. Mm-hmm. So the cat got like so much like straight yeah. <laughs> uh, potion that like all the cats were just like fucking crazy horny for it. 
<laughs> and because I mean that is really what you need to understand. Like the movie plays it so cutesy, yeah, and it's so fucking weird what happens in certain scenes based on this potion that it's like you can't get away from the fact that it's like it's essentially just like a fuck drug. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's yeah. really what it's not even a case of like I'm gonna talk to this person with this fucking potion and they're gonna be like. Oh my gosh, you're so amazing and sweet and wonderful. And do you want to get coffee again next week? And maybe we could talk about a trip and do this. <laughs> it's like, no, they're like, let's fuck now. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh my God. And that was really diluted. Mm -hmm. So then you think when things get like a full <laughs> portion of it and start screaming at the opposite sex, <laughs> like they show later that it is like horrifying because we, we really need to just jump into this yeah i realized i did jump over the fact that his friends get him a hooker yeah <laughs> who comes into place so much more in the end of this movie than i thought she was going to <laughs> i was like okay this is like a one-off silly character yeah that like his friends bought him a hooker and by the end of the night he just talked to her like he's such a dweeb and she steals a bunch of shit from his bathroom yeah and notices that he has a great sound system and then when she leaves with her pimp she's like he's got a great sound system and i was like they're going to rob them. Yep. Great. They're going to be in more of this movie. I thought it was just going to be a little thing. And that scene and actually a little bit before it as well, like when he gets home after getting shit on by that <laughs> woman at the bar and Sandra Bullock is going home as well after getting a ticket from Blake Clark, yeah. Farmer Fran. <laughs> oh, I was so excited to see him. So fun. Uh, she gets a ticket from him like the third ticket on her piece of shit car, her shitty Italian car. Mm -hmm. And like, oh God, you know, her life sucks too. And then they have that brief little, like these dorks would be perfect together montage. Mm -hmm. where it's like, they both get home. They both have the same Albert Einstein poster on the wall. Mm -hmm. They both put on the same classical music to like, get ready to go to bed. Yeah. They're both reading uh, books by the same author. Like all that stuff to show. They both like, had zero messages yeah, on their yeah. answering machine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, <laughs> it's it's basically like, uh, I, I mean, I liked it that it wasn't ambiguous about what it was going to be. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? That it's like, obviously, yeah, those two. It's not a case of like, oh, and they'll be great friends as each other finds love. Like, no, <laughs> duh. They're yeah. going to find love together. So like they show all that happen and he gets the hooker. That's when the hooker shows up. But she gets a phone call from like a fuck buddy. Yeah. And for one, I loved the fact that uh, I forget his fucking name. Dale Midkiff. He is in the original Pet Cemetery. Okay. He plays the lead guy, Lewis Creed. And I wrote, oh, hey, Lewis Creed from Pet Cemetery shows up for a booty call. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's clearly what's happening. But the moment before that was possibly one of my favorite lines from the movie. Which is when she gets the phone call and answers, and she just says, "Yes, of course, I'm alone." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that's heartbreaking." <laughs> like, what else did you expect? Yeah. Like, of course, I'm always alone. <laughs> like, it's such a bummer, but like, what a great line! I loved that one to death. <laughs> um, but like, so yeah, they're unlucky in love, and the next day after the cat fiasco, yeah. He comes in to work with uh, with a bit of the potion mm -hmm. and explains to her what happened. Like, holy shit, I don't know what the deal is, but we need to test this. But they <laughs> they decide to test it on Sandra Bullock's chimps yep. because she works with chimps. Mm -hmm. And as soon as they showed up, I was like... God, please tell me there's not a whole lot of chimp action in this movie. <laughs> I have already expressed my distaste for chimps. I'm not a huge fan of them. Not a huge fan of watching movies about them doing things. It's just a thing I have. Shut up. But <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, we'll see how much more it is. I mean, it also a little bit of is how terrifying they are. Uh, but like, it was like, okay, hopefully this will just be for this part. And it was uh, supremely terrifying <laughs> the moment that she tested it out on the chimps because like the first, I mean, I guess I don't know what gender his cat was. Yeah. They don't really, they don't really say because, because like the potion works the same just on the opposite gender. So it's not right. like if a guy takes it, this happens, but when a girl takes it, this happens. Yeah. It's like, it's the same effects. It just affects the other gender. So I don't know what gender his cat was yeah, versus all the cats that came in. Wasn't looking at them that closely. <laughs> so in this case, they have her chimps 
And <laughs> man, this was legitimately so terrifying to me. I did not understand how the chimps were situated. I thought they were sitting next to each other because they show them sitting next to each other at the beginning of the scene. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, we're going to do this test. So we're going to test it out on the chimps. And then it's like, you know, a cut to probably, you know, later because they have like a mechanism, you know, a thing to like mm-hmm. just like lightly dip it onto the chimps. Yeah. lips you know and get a little bit on it to test it or whatever so it's been a little while but i just assumed that the chimps were still <laughs> next to each other so they're showing the like the lady chimp because thankfully they've dressed them yeah <laughs> so strange uh especially with what happens in a moment but like <laughs> gives it to the lady chimp and she sits there and just kind of like makes chimp noises i don't, I don't yeah. even remember exactly what yeah. happens she's just like oh, ah, ah, whatever and then just just like that yeah but then comes legitimately one of the most horrifying things i've ever seen in my life oh no because then i mean did you not think that was terrifying the fact that like i mean for one i again again i thought the chimps were sitting next to each other so i was expecting it to be like that chimp's gonna sit there she's gonna sit there and make her little like and then the chimp next to her was gonna like grab on her and like do like you know fucking chimp smooches you know like you know and like get all kissy with it and they'd be like oh it works like that was the level i was expecting there so that's why what comes next is so terrifying because then you just you hear the like and they're like, what was that? And then they show, like, I, 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 I may be misremembering the exact editing. Like, it might have been more obvious than I realized <laughs> that this chimp was alone. But it was at that point that I realized, like, oh, this, she's in there. They're in another room. Oh, my God. And then another. And then the fucking drywall busts open and the chimp is like trying to tear through it. And they're like, he's breaking through the wall. Like that was legitimately a terrifying scenario. Like fucking it's a chimp. They are so strong. They're so vicious. Like they are not cute little animals. They're like fucking monsters who will eat your face off. And this one is breaking through a wall to get to this other chimp. Who rightfully runs in terror <laughs> and, and takes off across the room and fucking cr- like crams herself in a cage to save herself from this lunatic chimp who is tearing through the walls and then runs at her and just practically humps himself to death. Mm-hmm. Like he just fucking starts <laughs> pounding on that cage with his crotch. Yeah. Which again, he is dressed in like <laughs> jeans and a shirt. He's got overalls on. He's like, on. He's like oh, <laughs> it's so weird. But then, and this is like the thing that the movie won't say, but it's like, come on. So then the chimp comes in his pants mm-hmm. and falls over asleep. Yeah. And then they go over and he's like, is he dead? And she's like, he's asleep. And it's like, holy shit, that chimp. <laughs> like, that is like, like just, I don't understand how the movie thought that that wasn't a terrifying thing. Yeah. Like, like in, in, the, in, the, in the context of the entire movie, where it's like at a certain point, Enough of this shit is just a rape, like a reverse rape drug. You know what I mean? Where it's like you put this on your, you put too much of this on your lips and you talk to someone, they will rape you. That is what this movie posits because that's what that chimp was going to do. He was not going to, like the cage didn't deter him. He wasn't like, oh, you don't want it? Never mind. He was just like, well, I guess I'm just going to rape this cage until I come. Like, oh my God. God. I mean, to be fair, it it, it is a chimp versus a human. <laughs> I'm still though, like that's that is a horrifying thing to like even even <laughs> suggest would happen. You know what I mean? Like like I said, yeah. I was expecting such a cuter little thing. <laughs> I was really expecting just like always oh, 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 like maybe some sort of like risque joke about like, oh, that ape's getting kind of handsy or something like that. <laughs> but like not a full on like berserk boner chimp attack. Like that was <laughs> the fucking craziest thing I have seen in a long, long time. I, li- <laughs> I literally just wrote it in my notes. I just wrote that chimp came in his pants. Like, that is what happened. God. 
so strange. So they go off and they start using it. Yeah. Like separately and specifically not around each other. Yeah. Which I like, I liked that sort of as a thing where it was just like, oh yeah, when we're using it, Mm -hmm. we can't talk to each other. Yeah. Because it's going to fuck up our mojo with, with what we're doing. Right. Got to keep the experiments clean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but what was really strange to me is like it felt like there was a bit of a like disconnect in terms of like who gets affected by this thing and how it affects them. Because I wrote a couple of times like, shouldn't this thing that allegedly works on everyone work on everyone? It felt like when Paul was using it to just pick up random women, like when he sits there next to the one woman at the bar who's talking with another guy who like in that moment with them just sitting there, it's like, okay, yeah, you can assume that it's two people who are just chatting at the bar who don't know each other Mm -hmm. or they could be married or dating or engaged or something. And he just like walks up, sits, doesn't even look at them and clearly like says something. And then she just slowly turns her attention to him. Mm -hmm. And then the other guy's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And like, that's the whole little scene and everything. And it's like, we don't know what those people's (laughs) relationship were. Obviously, his reaction shows that it's not that serious. Yeah. But it's like, what if it was his wife? (laughs) It's just like, what do you, who cares? The drug doesn't fucking discriminate between who, you know, who it is. So it could just work on anybody. But it's like, he goes around and he just fucking, he's just like every single person he could find, essentially. That one fucking (laughs) shot of him popping open his glove compartment and just grabbing a fistful of condoms to cram in his pocket. Yeah. It was just like, I mean, I get it. Wasn't that before the sorority? I mean, I'm pretty certain. Yeah. Like that was, that was like leading up to that sort of thing, Uh, which was again, like we said, pretty horrifying, not knowing how old he is, but assuming he's way older than he should be hanging around as a sorority. But also, the fact that it's not a case of like this guy's so good he could get a bunch of young girls to bang him. It's mm-hmm. like no 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 no. He's just using his fucking mind altering drug to bang a bunch of unsuspecting teenagers. Let's just be serious. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like it's it's really awful, and the movie like only gets him in trouble because he's a man. In a sorority. Like, that apparently is the only law he broke. Yeah. Is, like, you you technically, it's, like, it's trespassing because of the something rule. I don't remember what they said. They, yeah. they specified it. Like, no guy can be on a sorority yeah, can property be in, overnight or something like that. Yeah, whatever the fuck after it is. 10 p.m. or whatever. Yeah. So, it's like, so that's all he gets in trouble for, which was just, like, really, like, <laughs> oh, man. Like, I get it that you're, like, repressed. Yeah. And you probably haven't had sex in a while, <laughs> but it seems like you were getting out of control. Yeah. So, I guess it's good that, like, then the next scene is when they start, like, oh, hey, look at them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I thought was strange was that they didn't intercut their two stories of using the drug you know what i mean because it's like it 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 just went to her for a while and then it cut around to him for a while and then they then their two stories came back together yeah and and since they took place over kind of long periods of time i felt like they could have easily intercut the two Mm -hmm. things together because like she fucking just like says something out loud and that Italian diplomat dude hears her and oh, no, falls she, in love with her. She bumps into him and oh, says, that, excuse me. Gotcha. Okay. So it works on him and he literally just like stalks her through the streets mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh my Buys God. Buys her you, a diamond necklace. Yeah. Did he buy it? Did he, I thought he just gave it to her. Like this is, there you go. Like, uh, I don't, I think, because I know he sends his like guy to go do something and then I, he comes back with it. I thought it was like, go get that thing we have. That's what uh, that's what I, I thought mean, it was. I mean, it could have been him was, saying to it was go the buy necklace it. she was looking at in the window. Oh, I didn't even know I wasn't even paying attention to that. I was just like girl. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so he he buys her the necklace and everything. I thought that was a great little moment when he reveals that the shitty car she owns, mm-hmm. he like his company makes those. Yeah. So then she accepts the necklace. Like, I guess I'm owed this then because I drive one of your shitty cars. I thought yeah. that was really funny. Um, so then she he buys her a fucking gowns mm-hmm. and takes her to a, like a ball and all this crazy shit. Like she is living like a fantasy life. Like, oh, he, like, oh, my God. And then I really don't understand why. She switches guys 
Did, did, she upgraded. Was there, I mean, I guess. She if, went from a diplomat to a prince. I mean, yeah, I guess there's that. But I mean, really, in the end, it's like, I guess it depends on how much of it is like material and or, or like status or whatever. Because mm-hmm. really, like I like Dylan Baker, the guy who plays the prince. He's, mm-hmm. he's a good actor and he's in a bunch of stuff. But if we're looking at Dylan Baker versus that dude who plays the Italian guy, like if you're looking for like a hot guy who's yeah. like in a big position of power, like you choose that Italian guy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You don't pick Dylan Baker. I'm sorry. Yeah. But so but in that one scene, she's just standing there talking to like a whole group of people, like telling a joke or talking about her job or something about that. Mm-hmm. And they're all laughing and listening to her and everything. And I'm like, why aren't all of them falling madly in love with her right now? They were. But they weren't. They <laughs> Because, uh, like, you uh, yeah, know what I mean? Because they, they don't continue. do anything. Yeah. Exactly. They just sit there, there and they no just follow like, through. Yeah, they just like laugh politely at her jokes. Like, they think she's funnier, but none of them does anything. But then Dylan Baker, who's sitting like 15 feet behind them, hears her <laughs> voice and that sends him to her. You know what I mean? It's like the people yeah. standing right next to her make no move. They don't like go like, oh, hey, you know what I mean? And but then this dude from fucking 20 feet over there waltzes <laughs> over and it's like, oh, I'll make a move because it totally worked on me better than it worked on these guys. Maybe those other guys were married. You but know, the drug doesn't care. It has no bearing on that. It never like it doesn't. But uh, if they're honorable, like you can have a crush on someone and still not follow through because you're not going to cheat on your wife. But it's like, a love <laughs> potion that changes yeah, your I'm, brain. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the issue of the whole thing. Yeah. So he goes and finds the same woman who told him off and then he gets her like irrationally horny mm-hmm. uh, to the point where she's literally going to fuck him in the bar. Yeah. And he's like, hold on, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. And then he gives her the line back of like, I'll do everything you want if you answer me one question. And then ask her a question about science. And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, eh, wrong. See you later. And yeah. bolts just to give her the same line back to her. And she winds up with that prince. Yeah. And the way that the end of the movie plays, like the the last 30 minutes of the movie plays, seems like it doesn't uh, reckon with the fact that she was doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Like she is with this prince and like after (laughs) after (laughs) Paul gets arrested for banging an entire sorority... Uh, and gets out, he is walking through the police station and just runs into Diane, sitting there talking to all the cops and them all loving her. Yeah. Was she there to pick him up? Because I have no idea why else she would be there with the prince in a limo outside. Like, yeah. did she just go to the police Me- station to talk to cops? I, <laughs> it didn't make any sense. But also, it didn't seem like she meant to be there. Yeah. Or I- like that they were supposed to be that their stories were supposed to meet there. It just so happened. It was the weirdest thing for them to meet in that exact spot in that moment with no explanation. Like, yeah. Did he call her from jail? I don't even remember if he called anybody from jail or if I they showed anything. I think they showed. Yeah. And maybe? also like they wouldn't talk to each other. Right. Cause, cause of the thing, you know, like they Unless wouldn't he, risk yeah. talking to each other. Like if I call her and she's using it, she won't answer yeah. or, you know, something like it just seemed weird. But either way, so then she reveals to him without talking, she's playing the mute game, Mm -hmm. that she is dating this prince. And it's like, obviously, since she's playing the mute game, that means that she has the potion on right now, you know, in in her system. Yeah. So she's using that to basically become a princess. Essentially, yeah. And the movie, like, other than Paul being bummed, Mm -hmm. you know, like, of him being like, oh, man, she's with him and... Now she's pretty because that's the scene where she's like, mm, look, and he's like, oh, you got your teeth done and you know, eyebrows look better. Or your hair got done or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, haircut and all that. Um, and that and that's the moment where he starts sort of showing interest in her. It really felt slimy. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, when she was ugly, you were like, Ugh, I'll go <laughs> like you're, you're kind of a jerk. But so she shows off the prince. And it's clear that she has him in this love potion trap. Mm-hmm. And the movie's just like, yeah, whatever. That's just, I mean, you, you know, hate, hate the game, not the player, you know, yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is, you know, or hate the, I don't know. And then they start falling in love, him and her. Because yeah. like she is at, like they're both at a party and he's using the stuff to get a bunch of ladies. But then he feels like guilty about it, right? He doesn't, he doesn't go through with it with any of the ladies he's, he's, because he's playing like, card games with them like strip games with them or something Mm -hmm. and the prince is like he's pretty good with the ladies isn't he yeah you know and so it's like oh he's doing all (laughs) that but then at the end he doesn't 
Yeah, he I mean, he was kind of flirting with her too, doing yeah, like, when he was jumping, being all trying goofy. to trying to match the photo. I forget how that scene ends because I know that they wind up with each other. <laughs> there's a the whole thing where there's like a media blitz about yeah. the prince, like, oh, is he settling down? He's finally settling down. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote down one of the TV broadcasts and I put a question mark after because I'm not sure if if I heard it correctly. But <laughs> they were it's talking the same thing I wrote down. But they were talking about the two of them, like, oh yes, and the prince is engaged or something to the American monkey psychiatrist. Yep. And I was like, that's not a title. <laughs> That's not how that works, I don't think. That is the strangest thing to be said on television, but okay. Um, but yeah, that's just the thing is I wrote American Monkey Psychiatrist question mark. And then I wrote, God, she is adorable. Like she was doing something, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Cause she she like I they, I know they sit down at one point and start talking to each other on like a bench. Mm-hmm. And there's something that she does, some silly little thing she does with her face like makes a face at him or something like that yeah and it was just so fucking sandra bullock and i was like (laughs) oh clearly you could so tell yeah from every early role of hers that it's like oh she's gonna be fucking amazing (laughs) like she's so good Mm -hmm. uh and then the very next scene is like so i get why these two would get together yeah and i'm stoked but what's gonna ruin this for the last half hour of this movie yeah because i knew that we were not near the end and i was like okay so it's not just gonna be like and then they plan their wedding and get married and everything's cool. Like, there's got to be some pretty big junk going on. Like, yeah. you know, something's got to happen. <laughs> and I was wondering what it was going to be. I was definitely a little, like, confused because, like, they kind of go over their relationship in, like, a super quick montage. Like, once they decide yeah. to get together, yeah, it's just like, and then they're doing things, and look at this, and hanging out, and he's buying a ring. Oh, my God, he's buying a ring? Like, yeah. holy shit, they're already at the proposal? Like, oh, okay, this is happening pretty quickly then. And then he goes up to her door, mm-hmm. and there's a voiceover talking about, like, and then we're going to get married, and then something is going to get And it just, like, fades away. As he's knocking on her door and she's not there. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, okay. Like, <laughs> I knew something had to happen, but like, what is this? Yeah. Like, what is this development? I don't understand it. <laughs> and then when he finally tracks her down, like, I was honestly a bit confused when she said like, yeah, we've been such good friends mm-hmm. to Paul. And I was like, there was a lot of making out. Yeah. For just being friends. Like, how naive is she supposed to be? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, this is weird. And then Gary comes around the corner. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh. And and then he... (laughs) When he puts his arm around her and the camera does that, like, whoosh in on his snake ring that goes, like, like, there's a little, like, animation (laughs) over it. I immediately wrote down. I was like, oh, Gary's using the potion. Immediately. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so now what's Paul going to do about this? And then Paul doesn't figure that out for the next, like, 20 (laughs) minutes of the movie. And I was like, I have been on your side this whole time, but you are a real dope for not understanding (laughs) what has transpired here. Yeah. I mean, they're just, they they seem so fucking naive that they don't understand, (laughs) like, what is happening to them when they are the ones who have used it so often. Yeah. And it's like, I guess I get that it just overrides it so hard, but like, Mm -hmm. it still feels silly that they're like, it takes them so long to understand because the fucking, the hooker comes back and she uses some of the spray and convinces him to give her all of his expensive stereo equipment and all that stuff. Yeah. And she leaves and he was like, when she left, I thought she was the greatest thing in the world. Four hours later, I wanted to killer or something like that and it was you know and he was all mad about it like oh she ripped me off and i was under the spell and then he puts it together like it's like i was in a cult and that was what he said that gary was like to her like Mm. oh it's like she's in a cult or something Mm. and when he said that out loud yeah well he either said it out loud or it was in his voiceover i don't remember voiceover but yeah either way like if that voiceover is supposed to be his like running stream of consciousness Mm -hmm. then as soon as that rolled through his head he should have been like potion right because (laughs) i thought the whole snake ring thing was like he went to the gypsy got the potion 
also bought a ring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I thought yeah. the snake had something to do with the, the, the gypsy lady. Me too, because I, I literally wrote, Gary went to the gypsy, didn't he? Yeah. That's what that seemed like it was supposed <laughs> to be. Like, he went to the gypsy, he got some potion, he got a fucking trinket, he got yeah. a snake ring, and Paul should have seen that and been like, oh, this fucker. But it takes him so long to figure it out, and he gets robbed for his trouble <laughs> while he's trying to figure it out. But he finally realizes, like, oh, holy shit, Gary's using the potion on her and making her love him instead of me. Mm-hmm. Like, we love for real, but he's overriding it yeah. with love potion number eight. And, you know, Gary's supposed to be the bad guy. And I'm like, she was just doing this to the prince. Yeah. Like, he had, there was not a moment of them sitting together and being like, oh, we're friendly and flirty. So she uses the the stuff to, like, help her out. It was literally, she was talking, he overheard her, (laughs) came over, and she was like, I'd like to be a princess, and kept using the drug on him, or on herself. Yeah. On him. (laughs) And hers wasn't supposed to apparently seem as villainous as when Gary is doing it. And I just thought it was kind of hypocritical. (laughs) Did she, she didn't go through with being a princess, though. I know, but I just mean the plan in general. You know what I mean? It's like, she was going to get married to that guy if... Paul didn't intervene and be like, I actually love you and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's like there there wasn't a moment where she was like, oh, you know what? This is icky. I shouldn't do this. (laughs) She was totally on board with it. Yeah. So, like, framing Gary as the villain in it is like, it's just because you want a banger. (laughs) You know, it's like, in the end, I mean, morally and ethically, same as her, really. (laughs) Same as you fucking all those sorority girls. I'm sorry. It's weird to (laughs) to feel bad for you. Uh, But he finds out, like, he. God, it's so insane. He gets all his friends together from the beginning of the movie. They finally come back. Mm-hmm. I was like, were they just there for that? Like he never sees his friends again either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they show up and he has the lunatic plan because he goes back to the gypsy mm-hmm. and gets love potion number nine. Yeah. Which is uh, like it overrides love potion number eight. Yes. And if if there's true love between the people who take it, then they will love each other forever. Mm-hmm. And if there's not, then the the person who is really in love gets cursed with eternal love for them. Yeah. And the other person hates them forever. Yeah. Which I thought was really strange because it was like, if there's not true love, one of you gets the existential horror of loving someone who hates you. Mm-hmm. And the other person just hates someone that loves them. Yeah, which is like I don't think that's as bad. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like so it seems weird. It was like how do you choose who gets that? Like so the person who I guess it's all about feeling. Like if that yeah. person is at fifty one percent love, <laughs> they get the real curse of loving and being hated. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then the other one, if it's less, then it just balances out. <laughs> Seems like a weird thing. Like I said, that was where all the potion shit started going out the window for me. I was like, there's so many rules to these <laughs> potions, and there's cancel potions and backwards potions, and then there's you take too much of the potion, and oh, it gets crazy. <laughs> um, but so he. <laughs> He gets the he gets love potion number nine, and he's like, okay, so I, what ha- has to happen is that we both have to drink out of the same cup, mm-hmm. and then we kiss, and then five minutes later, either we are in love forever or horrible agony forever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets his buddies together, and he has the lunatic plan of going over to <laughs> Diane's place, tackling her, forcing the love potion into her mouth, mm-hmm. and then kissing her. Basically in the gambit of like, if you do love me, you'll forgive me for this. Yeah, <laughs> like essentially. In, like in five minutes, <laughs> once you're done freaking out about your ex-boyfriend breaking into your apartment with his friends and tackling you, <laughs> hopefully the love potion will be enough to just kind of gloss that part over. <laughs> like it's a really crazy plan. Yeah. Uh, and so they go to the apartment and it turns out that she's not there because she's getting married mm-hmm. and her like bridesmaid is there. And she doesn't like Gary, so they have, like, an ally in the wedding party to try to, you know, come up with a better plan yeah. to get her to drink from it and whatever. Which it is a, at least a, a better plan in that she's not tackled. Yeah, there's no tackling or assault involved. <laughs> but I did write down, I was like, okay, it's good that they have an ally now that can help them with this plan. But they were all ready to attack her. Yes. And also possibly kill Gary, if he intervened, yeah, the way that they were talking, and that one guy kept talking about, like, we'll kick the shit out of him. <laughs> it's like, I mean, in the end, that would be like four dudes on him while Paul is doing his thing, 
And that might kill him. I don't know. Like, it yeah. might be, this might get out of hand, guys. I thought it was three know. guys and Paul. Oh, yeah, it would be. Still, either way. But so they get this new plan. They go to the wedding. I, I don't even remember exactly all the all the nonsense that happens. Like, I mean, okay, so they get it in her drink. Mm-hmm. And they have her take a sip. Yeah. And then Gary rolls in unexpectedly. Yeah. Like before the wedding. Yeah. They're all like, what are you doing here? And it seems like he's doing it because he knows that there's a plan and he's going to foil it. But he doesn't. No, it could just be his four hour check in. That's yeah. Yeah. Because he's keeping her every four hours. You kind of have to re up. Yeah. On the on the thing. That's right. Because he keeps calling her Mm -hmm. and everything, which is like, that's a pretty good plan. Yeah. Uh, he bought but, the whole supply from the gypsy. Yeah, he bought all of it from the gypsy. Mm-hmm. So he has it. So like this is like there's just so many potions flying around by the end of this movie. <laughs> so she takes the n- number 9 potion, drinks yes. it. He comes in, drinks it as well cuz he drinks from her cup, right. then kisses her. Right. So it's like, "Oh no. If their love is real, it's about to happen." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's what's going on. Like that's going to happen. And then he leaves like they're getting ready for the wedding or whatever Mm -hmm. and is that when paul like runs out there to try to kiss her and gets thrown out of the wedding right yes okay yeah so paul does drink from the cup right he like runs out and drinks it before anyone can like stop him yeah and then goes for the kiss yeah and she's like maybe and then Gary's hand like clasps over his lips. I thought that was like a really funny visual that like super close up on his like pooched out lips. Like, just yeah. kiss him, please. And the hand just slowly like, no, <laughs> pulling him away. So he doesn't kiss her. Mm-hmm. And he gets like arrested because he's down at the police station. Yeah. And then Diane gets married. But during the wedding... Right, well, that's I'm, what the the hooker gets that, the right, but that's concentrate. What, that, that's why I'm like I forget how because she she finds Gary randomly before the wedding, the hooker does. Yeah, and I I like I guess she oh yeah she learned from Paul that Gary had all the stuff. Yes, because she came in and robbed them again. <laughs> yeah, well, and she she told Paul that she was out. Right, and she, yeah, she needed more. And so he told her that Gary was the one who bought it all. So she knows that she uses what? What's little? What little she has left? I guess to convince Gary to tell her where it is. He thankfully keeps it in his trunk. Yeah. So it's there. It's not like oh, it's back at my apartment. Yeah. Like, no, it's in the trunk of his car, like a lunatic. Uh, and she finds it, and she's just like, "Awesome, cool. I'm just going to take all of it." And then there's this weird little moment that I didn't understand, where like she. She somehow infers that a concentrated dose is more powerful. Like, I don't remember what he says, but she she, suddenly goes like, a concentrated dose, eh? Well, because she (laughs) she comments on that it's so much darker. Oh, right. And he said that you're supposed to dilute it. Oh, right. But then she says, like, concentrated dose or something like that. And I was just like, that's a weird first thought to have about it. Like, I don't know. It just didn't seem like the words that would come to her mouth yeah (laughs) that specific character (laughs) but so she's like oh holy shit and she takes a huge like glob of it yeah and it's just like oh my god this is disgusting but she's like okay time to do whatever she's gonna do yeah and it wasn't really truly clear like i was expecting like the way that the scene is set up too is like they're up at the at the at the counter <laughs> you know they're getting married at the counter they're up at the altar getting married and like they do the i do's mm-hmm. and he's like oh you may put the ring on the whatever blah, blah blah and while that's happening the camera is like slow going down the aisle towards the back of the church where marissa the hooker is standing mm-hmm. and she's just standing back there and i'm like is she going to like interject yeah or like i don't know i don't know what her her like plan here is and it's just getting closer and closer and i'm like <laughs> okay what is she gonna do like especially now that like apparently the wet like it's happening yeah behind us the weirdest thing it's like going away from the actual ceremony so you can only assume that they're kissing and all of that the crowd isn't reacting to anything yeah but it's just getting closer to her so i'm like she must have something she's about to do this is such a big <laughs> like dun, 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 what is she doing and she just coughs like yep. she coughs throughout the movie so it's like a sort of callback joke yeah where it's like even that is enough to get people going because mm-hmm. I, I think sandra bullock shows that earlier where she like just like clears her throat to the cop mm-hmm. and he just like oh 
<laughs> like <laughs> you know, even just that tiny little bit can do it. So she's just standing in the back of the church and just, <clears throat> and everyone fucking looks at her. Everyone slowly turns to look at her mm-hmm. and she looks terrified. Yeah. She's just like, Oh geez. Okay. And all the women start hurling obscenities at her. Yep. Like, get Along out of here, you items. whore. Yeah, and they're literally <laughs> throwing things at her. I wrote down, and I couldn't believe that this was something that I wrote down ever in my life. <laughs> but just the fact that it like it shows all the dudes, and they're all doing that face that just like, ooh, and the one dude's like pulling out his skin and everything, mm-hmm. and they're going whatever, and one dude literally like falls out of his chair onto the ground. And I was like, that's what happened to the ch- that guy just came in his pants. Yep. And I just wrote at the end, I was like, oh, sweet, dear Christ, a church full of furious women and men jizzing their pants. I was not expecting that <laughs> for the end of this movie. I was really truthfully not expecting that. And it happens. And yeah. they go fucking berserk and start chasing her through the streets. Mm-hmm. And like... I mean, when they finally catch up to her, because it's this huge long like chase scene, mm-hmm. like uh, the fact that the through the police station, yeah, the fact that all those cops come out to like protect her, yeah, and they pull their guns on the encroaching mob of men, mm-hmm. and she runs past them and screams help, and then so they drop their weapons to chase after her too, yeah. Where it was like if she hadn't yelled that. Lead was going to fly. Oh, yeah. That was going to be a bloodbath. People were going to die. Yeah, like it's almost better that she stopped them (laughs) without even realizing that she did it. Yeah. Because that was about to be horrifying. But I mean, truthfully, in the end, if we're going to take what that chimp did as uh, (laughs) as a like uh, a precursor to this, it might have been better to kill them because they were going to rape her to death. That's the only way that that was going to end. And that's why that ending is bullshit. I was so mad when they finally catch up to her and she's, she just like gets them to do whatever she wants. Yeah. And it was like, they were all fucking like primal animals chasing you. They weren't like, Oh, Oh, over here. Or like, Oh, she's so pretty. They were just like (laughs) going after her. I was really upset. I mean, not upset. But in that slow-mo shot <laughs> when they show her like running in slow-mo and then all the dudes running in slow-mo behind her. And I was like, mm. not one boner in the whole bunch. What bullshit. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. With, that, with, how con- with how huge of a concentrated dose she took. Yeah. Should have been bursting through pants. Uh, but like they catch up with her and it's like, oh, God. But then the movie just plays it off like, oh, she can just tell him to do whatever she wants. Touch your nose and. All mm-hmm. of this. Jump so now, on one foot. Yeah, so now for, I mean, I guess the next four hours, because it's always four hours. I guess, no matter so, how strong the dose. Yeah, but for the next four hours, she just has, you know, the power to make these guys do whatever she wants. And then it cuts back to the church. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I don't recall exactly, like, obviously Paul is there because he escapes from the police station that he's at. Because right. all the men chase after marissa right and he covers his ears and starts screaming <laughs> so that <laughs> he can't hear her yeah it was a great little moment and him, him like i just like <laughs> i like him a lot in this movie mm-hmm. so i really like that sequence uh and so he escapes and he runs back to the church to go see diane they do the like kissing thing mm-hmm. and but like either just before or just after i don't exactly remember but she's standing there and gary walks up to her yeah and just earlier, he had had the taste in his mouth of, like, mule sweat, which was the the, the sign that Love Potion number 9 didn't work. Yeah. And so he goes up to her, and they're just, like, cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, so it didn't work, but neither of them hate each other. So what are these fucking rules, then? Isn't that how that's supposed to work? They did the Love Potion number 9 thing... And then this is clearly longer than five minutes later. Yeah. But whatever. The movie doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And then him, Paul and Diane do it. And then he walks out of the church and just sits there waiting for her to come out. It was like, I wanted to tell you that five minutes later, she came out of that church looking for me and we were in love and all that. But that's not what happened. And he's all sad sitting on the bench. And he's like, it took six minutes. And then she comes out and it's like, oh, my God, they're so in love and everything's all happy and blah, blah, blah and whatever. Yeah. 
And I feel like the movie just ended right there. They didn't really have like an epilogue about them like doing anything. I yeah. I just the last thing I wrote it took six minutes and wrote LOL. And then my last note was, "What about your friends, Paul?" Because yeah. the last time we saw them, they were getting taken advantage by Marissa again. So it's like, were they also in that crowd that went chasing after her because they were in the general area? Or Probably. something. I don't know. But it just seemed like he really didn't care if his friends were okay. Or yeah. after all that, like, stampeding nonsense. I was just like, they were with you, buddy. They were going to assault <laughs> her for you. And you're just kind of leaving them out to dry. That's a bummer. Yeah. My last note was, doesn't she need a divorce now? I mean, yeah. You really think about it. Like, that wedding went through. I mean, she could probably get an annulment given the circumstances of love potion. I guess. <laughs> I don't know if that's legally admissible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know the court system from 92 well enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But like, and then it's over and they're in love and it's fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, overall, I had fun. Yeah, it was fun. Not necessarily something I'd like seek out again to watch. No, probably not. But, but they were they were a lot of fun. I liked they, the two of them. Mm hmm. I mean, obviously, Sandra Bullock, come on. Yes. Uh, but I just love third movie with her. <laughs> Speed 2, Demolition Man, and now uh, Love and Potion, now love number, potion nine. number 9. Oh, my God. We we got to do a like Sandra Bullock month so that we can watch Let's some... Pump those numbers up. Well, so we can watch some quality <laughs> films of hers. She deserves better on this show. <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean, I'm excited to see where our next movie uh, takes us because mm -hmm. we're sort of just playing it by ear. But, like, having such a different vibe to this one than the last one, it's like, <laughs> this is nice. I like I like giving it some more variety. Like, I'm 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 just pumped to see what 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 comes next. Yes. But I think that is going to wrap it up for popcorn for dinner for this week. This is Jeff and Kelly. So, how do you like those pretzels? Hey.